0: He is God, he's on the throne today, and no matter what's going on in your life, God is still in control. No matter how chaotic this world gets, it looks like it's spinning out of control, but God is still in control, and it's all moving to his plan. God has a purpose for your life, and you may be going through the flood, the storm, may be battering your life right now, but he's making a way, even if you can't see it because he is a way maker. It may be underground, it may be behind the scenes, but he's making a way that's getting ready to spring forth because he has a way, he has a plan. He has a breakthrough waiting for you today. Do you believe that, Woodland Church? Yeah. <laughs> when you tried everything else and nothing works, you've tried to change and nothing changes, when you try to fix that relationship or change that other person, or make the changes you need to make in your life and nothing else works, we can turn to the God of the breakthrough. So let's do that right now. Dear God, we come before you and we thank you that you are real, and you wanna make a real difference in our lives. And I know so many who are hearing me today, Lord, feel like they're at the breaking point. Maybe they're filled with anxiety or worry or fear or just discouragement, depression. Maybe they're just about to give up hope. But Lord, I know that you're the God of hope and you're making a way even when we can't see it. We know, Lord, that you are doing a work even when we can't know it. We can know it in our hearts. So Lord, I pray that you would just do miracles today as only you can because You're the only one who can, and we trust you today, and we thank you you're gonna speak to us through your word. Not only are you gonna speak to us through your word, but you're gonna meet us at our deepest point of need, and we thank you, Lord, that you're gonna make a way. In Jesus' name, amen. You can be seated. Hey, every new year, experts make their predictions of what they think will happen in the coming year. Economists, futurists, political analysts, Sports commentators, they all make their predictions. And though I'm no expert, I wanna make my predictions to you today for what's going to happen in 2023 and I'm pretty sure about these. My first prediction is I predict professional pickleball, the PPBL, will replace the NFL as our nation's most popular sport. And the NFL will complain that pickleball is just ping pong for aging middle-class people with diminishing hand-eye coordination. <laughs> you, you can trust me on that one. Second one, I predict the Astros will go back-to-back and win the World Series again in 2023. <laughs> yeah, somebody gave me a hallelujah, thank you. <laughs> and then my third one is I predict Mattress Mac will bet half a billion dollars on the Astros and become the richest man in the world. Then he'll buy the Yankees and intentionally trade away all their good players so they'll lose every game next year. Mm -hmm. We love Mac. He'll also give everyone in Houston a tip mattress and deliver it the same day as the Astros win the World Series overnight. Okay, my fourth prediction. I predict the Texans will improve so much next season, they'll double their win total from this year. Double it, they're gonna double it. Yeah, well those are my predictions. Take them to the bank. Hey, with every new year, we think of New Year's predictions and New Year's resolutions. But the fact is, most of our predictions don't come true and most resolutions are never kept. But every new year, we have this overwhelming urge to make needed changes in our lives. A new year feels like a fresh start, a new day. And we all desire a new day in some area of our lives. And God put that desire in the human heart because he's the God of the fresh start. He's the God of the second chance. He's the God of the new day. And New Year reminds us it can be a new day. The problem is we try to find our new day our way. I don't know about you, but I made so many New Year's resolutions with good intentions that I don't keep past about January the 3rd. And every new year, we have this God-given desire that it can be a new day, but then we keep trying the same old way. You see, for it to be a new day, you have to go a new way. Did you get that? For it to be a new day, you've got to go a new way. That's why we're starting a new series this week, and I'm calling New Day, New Way, 21 Days to the Life You Were Made For. And over the next 21 days, we're going to discover God's way to a breakthrough in the areas of our lives that we've been struggling and stuck in. So let me ask you, do you need a major breakthrough in your life? Is there an area of your life you desperately need change and you've tried everything and nothing changes? Do you need a breakthrough to a new day in your marriage? Do you need a breakthrough in your business or a breakthrough to a new day in your finances? Do you need to break free from a destructive habit or addiction that you need a breakthrough? I really believe over the next 21 days, God is going to bring about some miraculous breakthroughs in our lives as we learn a new way, God's way. So stand in honor of God's word. And our key passage today is Proverbs 4.18. It says, the path of those who do right is like the sun in the morning. It shines brighter and brighter until the full light of day. But the way of those who do what is wrong is like deep darkness. They don't know what makes them trip and fall. You can be seated. This passage tells us there is a path, a way that is like the dawn breaking through to a new day, but there's also a path in life that keeps you stuck in darkness, a way that keeps you stumbling in the same old failures with no breakthrough. So the first thing I want you to see, to break through to a new day, you need a new path. It can't be a new day unless you go a new way. You have to stop going down the same old paths that create the same old destructive habits in your life and you gotta step onto a new path. You don't need a new plan, you need a new path. Hey, it's good to write out a plan, but first you need a new path because a plan isn't powerful enough to give you a breakthrough. See, the big problem with the plan is life always throws you a curveball that you didn't plan on. That great theologian, Mike Tyson, the boxer, said, everyone has a plan until they get punched in the mouth. And we all have a plan until life punches us in the gut and upends our plans. Hey, it's good to make plans, but when circumstances come in and upend our plans, we lose our way. It's so important to first get on the right path. You see, we need a new path, before we have a new plan, look at Proverbs sixteen nine. We can make our plans, but the Lord determines our steps. It's good to make plans, but something will happen to change your plan. And this verse says the right path is better than the right plan because the Lord will determine our steps if we're walking on his path. Circumstances can change, but his path and purpose for your life can't. So you don't need a new plan, you need a new path. You don't need a new program, you need a new path. Now usually the first thing I wanna do when I feel divine, a divine desire from God to change is I wanna start a new program. I think about what's the best program for me? Health program, you know, the continued learning program, scheduling program. When I was in high school, a friend of mine invited me to go with him to work out at a fitness club that he was a member of. So I went and I worked out and I really liked it. I really liked this gym, so I told my friend, I think I'm gonna buy a membership. But he said, you don't have to. My brother has a membership and he never goes. Just use his membership card. And he showed me his brother's membership card which had his brother's picture on it. And he said, don't worry, they never look at the picture. This was before scanning cards. and you would just walk in and flash your cart, and you were good. So I said, cool, I'll take it. Okay, I know it was wrong, okay? (laughs) Your pastor sins, all right? But I was in high school, my brain hadn't fully developed. Now, I worked out at that gym for about a year without paying, and then I started feeling guilty. The Holy Spirit started convicting me, and Finally, I said, you know, I need to buy a membership. This is wrong. So the next time I went to work out, I went to the manager who I'd never met, he'd never seen me, and I told him, I wanna buy a membership to this club. And he said, you picked a great day to join because you have a couple of options. You can pay month to month, or you can buy a one-year membership. And just for this week, if you buy a one-year membership, you get a lifetime membership. I mean, this is really your lucky day, it's just for this week. Now, I was just coming in to pay for the month. But I said, now, you're telling me for the same price as a one-year membership, I get a lifetime membership? And he said, that's right. So I'm thinking, this is a deal that I can't refuse. I mean, just think about it, I thought, you know, if I work out four or five times a week at this club, I'll be so healthy, I'll probably live to 90. I'll live such a long life that I will definitely more than get my money's worth. I could just see myself pumping iron in that gym as a 90-year-old, telling everyone around, you won't believe the deal I got. Yours was 300 times as much. You will I got a lifetime membership, years ago. So the next time I came to work out, the very next week, I came as a legitimate member, and I was feeling pretty good. Not only was I a member, I was a lifetime member. And so I proudly went up to the door to walk in, and the door was locked, and all the lights were out. And I thought, this is really strange. They've never been closed at this time of the day. And then I looked in the window, and all the equipment was gone. It was just trash on the floor. And then I saw a small sign taped at the top of the window that said, out of business, no explanation, no phone number. And I thought, they can't do this. I was so mad. I said, they ripped me off. And then God reminded me that I was just paying them back because I'd been ripping them off for a year. (laughs) So I kind of broke even on that lifetime deal. (laughs) What you need more than a program is a lifetime path that can't be revoked. And God wants to give you that. You can start a new program, you can make a new plan, but if you want to experience breakthrough, you have to step on and stay on God's lifetime path for you. It's okay to have a program, but first get the path. It's good to have a plan, but first, make sure you're on the right path. And how do we do that? Look at this next verse in John 14:6. Jesus answered, I am the way, the truth, and the life, No one comes to the Father except through me. Jesus Christ is the way. He is the path. See, you don't have to find the right path. You just have to follow Jesus. As Christ followers, we're always trying to find the right path for our life. We want to know God's will for our life. Should I go down this career path or that career path? Should I go this direction or that direction? In this decision, should I choose this way or that way? We're always trying to find the right path for our life. But you don't have to find the right path. You follow Jesus and the path will find you. You follow Jesus and the right path will find you because scripture says in all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. He will lead you along the path. How does he do that? In Psalm 119, 105, it says, your word is a lamp for my feet, a light on my path. We follow Jesus by obeying what he says in his word. His word lights our path. For the next 21 days, starting Monday, our whole church is going to be doing a daily devotional called Follow the Light. As we follow Jesus through the book of John, John has 21 chapters in it. So we're gonna read one a day. And we put out this little book that you can get in the foyer of the bookstore, and it has 21 devotionals from the book of John in a place to write what God's showing you. We also have the same devotional on our website and our app. And I and some others will do a three minute video devotional every day that goes along with it that we want you to watch. And so every day, seven days a week, for three weeks, 21 days, starting Monday, we're gonna follow the light. So I hope that you'll connect every day, either on the website or get one of these books and watch the video devotional. And we're going to go through the book of John and journey with Jesus and follow the light of the world because if you follow Jesus and his word, he will light your path. You don't have to find the right path. Follow Jesus and the right path will find you, scripture says. We follow Jesus and you can't go wrong. He will take you down the right path. He will give you the wisdom for the right decision because he's already in the future and he knows what's best for you. If you do this for the next 21 days, you'll begin to see breakthrough in your life. Because it also creates these new pathways in your brain. To change the way you act, you gotta change the way you think. My oldest son, Ryan, preached an amazing message last weekend that I've heard so much about and how God has used it, and used it in my life, and I know so many of you, and if you didn't hear it, you need to watch it on our website. Ryan said the last time he went to the zoo, he saw a cheetah in the cheetah enclosure, just pacing around, going back and forth, back and forth, over and over again, and he noticed that the cheetah had worn away a dirt path where there's no grass growing. And we, over time, create these negative pathways in our brain that keep us stuck. Destructive thought patterns from the lies that we believe from the enemy. Worried thoughts, fearful thoughts, self-loathing thoughts, negative self-talk, that all dig these pathways in our brain that keep us from breaking through in our lives. But Ryan pointed out that the new brain science is now catching up with what scripture has said all along. The Bible has said all along that you can change these pathways in your brain. If you stop going down the same pathway with destructive thoughts, and you choose whether you feel like it or not to fill your mind with the truth of God's word, over time, the grass grows back and you develop new pathways that lead to breakthroughs, positive pathways, and that's what God wants for us. He wants us to stop believing the lies that we feel and stop trusting our feelings and start choosing to believe the truth, and it changes our brain, literally, changes the way you think, so you then begin to live the truth in your life. So the first thing you need for a breakthrough is a new path, but you also need a new power. That's because my own willpower doesn't work. I need God's power to really change. I don't have the power for a major breakthrough because I'm so broken. But the amazing thing is, when I finally realize how weak, broken, and powerless I am to change in an area of my life that I'm stuck and struggling in, that's when I can turn to God's power and experience a divine breakthrough that I couldn't bring about. So if you need a breakthrough today, I challenge you to practice the biblical principle of fasting. Fasting is mentioned 70 times in the Bible, and one of the main times people fasted in scripture is when they needed a miracle breakthrough. So what is fasting? Well, it's not just going without food for a certain period of time. It's going without food for a certain period of time for a spiritual purpose. Now, we also know that fasting is really good for you physically, it's really healthy. All the new studies show that it speeds up metabolism, it cleanses toxins from the body, it increases longevity, it's really healthy physically. But the main purpose is spiritual. In Luke 9.23, Jesus said, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross daily and follow me. Focus on those two words, deny themselves. To follow Jesus, I have to learn to say no to myself at times. I have to deny myself and when it comes to food, to be honest, I don't deny myself very often. (laughs) To follow the light, I can't give in to everything I want and everything I feel like doing when I feel like doing it. But when I fast, I'm saying that my cravings aren't my king. My stomach isn't my leader, Christ is. And fasting is this beautiful picture of denying yourself and moving to dependence on God. Because when I fast, it doesn't take very long before I start feeling weak physically. But that's a reminder to me of a spiritual truth, that when I'm weak, he is strong. See, fasting gets us in touch with our weakness, and it moves us toward God's power. He's the only one that can bring a breakthrough. Nehemiah in the Old Testament fasted when he needed a major breakthrough that he couldn't bring about after Jerusalem was destroyed he was in captivity in Persia and he loved God with all his heart but God so God raised him up to be a right-hand man to the king of Persia a royal advisor the cupbearer to the king and one day his friends from Jerusalem came to tell him the devastating news that the walls of Jerusalem were completely broken down and the people's spirits were broken because the wall was a wall of protection it had been destroyed, so the people were living in fear and hopelessness. I want you to look at Nehemiah's response to the news that his hometown was devastated and his family and his loved ones were in a desperate situation. And Nehemiah 1.4, he said, when I heard these things, I sat down and wept. For some days I mourned and fasted and prayed before the God of heaven. His heart was broken because the wall was broken down and the people he loved were broken and desperate. He mourned for them. His heart broke for them. And he mourned because he was powerless to change it. Because of the breakdown, he needed a breakthrough. So he fasted and prayed. And here's the point. Breakdown is where you can find your breakthrough. Breakdown is where you'll find the breakthrough that you need. It doesn't feel like it. Breakdown is an awful place to be. We feel totally broken and hopeless at the end of our rope. But blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are those who are poor in spirit. God gives you a breakthrough when you realize you can't break through. You see, We find our breakthrough when we try to hold everything together and it falls apart anyway, and everything is broken down, but the breakdown is where you'll find your breakthrough, and if you're at the place of breakdown where it feels like everything has come crashing down, you tried to hold it all together, but you couldn't do it, and now, you're helpless and you finally realize that you're powerless, you're broken, that's a good place to be because that's when God gives you the breakthrough. It's usually only when I come to the place of breakdown and I finally admit how powerless I am because I realize it, because I've tried everything else, that's when God gives you the breakthrough. Your breakdown is your place of breakthrough. Don't you forget that. And when I fast physically, it reminds me of my brokenness, it makes me hungry for God's breakthrough. So how hungry are you today? Some of you didn't eat breakfast and you're getting kind of hungry and you're gonna try to beat the other churches to lunch. You know, that's why you come to the 9.30. I know you, yeah. Uh-huh. 11.30 is just waking up right now. Mm Mm-hmm. How hungry are you today? I'm not talking physically, I'm saying, how hungry are you spiritually? Are you hungry for God to give you a breakthrough in your life? Are you hungry for that change you need in your life? Are you hungry for God to break down that barrier that you can't break through? Starving people are desperate people? Are you desperate for that miracle? Are you desperate for that breakthrough? Are you desperate for God to come through and change your marriage? Are you desperate for God to give you that breakthrough in your business I challenge you to fast in some way for a breakthrough in the next 21 days. For you see, we're gonna spend those 21 days, 10, 15 minutes a day learning how to follow the light, a chapter a day in the book of John that's all about following Jesus, the light of the world, and then I want you to choose a way to fast during this time. Now, there are many types of fast that are mentioned in the Bible, but one of them is a normal fast. And the normal fast in the Bible meant no food during a period of time but you drink a lot of water which is really healthy. It may be a two or three day fast where you just drink water or it may be one day a week for three weeks where you don't eat that one day a week. Uh, once a week for three weeks and you just drink water, It's very cleansing. But then there's a partial fast mentioned in the Bible. It could be partial time. Could be sundown to sundown. In fact, during Yom Kippur, they would, the day of atonement, they would fast from, you know, sundown to sundown, and that may be a way you want to do it. Uh, there are different kinds of fast. Daniel fasted from meat, sweets, and wine for three weeks because God told him to. That's the Daniel fast, and it may be you want to fast from sugar for twenty-one days. In the first week, no one's going to want to be around you, but. That's what it's all about. You're you're not gonna be able to control your frustrations and you'll realize how you can't really control anything or change yourself, but you turn to God. Or maybe you fast from caffeine and man, you probably just wanna hide for about three weeks. I don't know. Or maybe it's a juice fast where you drink water and juice and that's a good fast. One of our pastors did a juice fast for 40 days when he really needed a breakthrough in his life. And Chris and I are going to do a one-day-a-week-for-three-week fast where we'll just drink water, and I'm going to admit it to you, I'm going to drink coffee during that. So um, unless God really convicts me and tells me to get off of caffeine during that time, um, and the staff won't want to be around me. if I, I don't think God would want that. So, but, but we're going to fast 24 hours, one day a week during the three weeks. Now I'm a fellow struggler when it comes to the spiritual discipline. Chris and I have fasted quite a few times in our lives for breakthrough, and use. In fact, the whole church, we've gone through a whole church fast several times when our church is a defining moment to take a huge step of faith. But whenever I fast for 24 hours, things go pretty well until about 6 p.m. You know, it's like you know at noon I'm going, this is so easy. At three o'clock, this isn't bad. At 6 p.m., I'm going, hmm. Huh. Then thoughts start coming into my mind like, this is a liquid fast, does that mean a smoothie and a blender, God? (laughs) By 8 p.m., I'm wondering, is it possible to blend a steak and a potato? (laughs) I mean, what would that be like? And that night, I'm just laughing at myself for being such a wimp that I struggle so much to fast for just one day. It reminds me of how weak I am and how much I need God's power for a breakthrough. So when you fast, however you do it, Decide beforehand, or you'll just change. You know, I'm gonna fast for, you know, after uh, 1 p.m. And then if you, you know, if you don't really get it settled, then oh, I'm gonna eat dinner tonight and I'll do it tomorrow. You know, I'm gonna fast for these 24 hours. And then, you know, if, if you're not really committed and tell someone else that's what you're gonna do, tell a lot of people that's what you're gonna do. <laughs> not to brag about it, but just so that they can help you be accountable. Decide beforehand, so you won't change it. And while you do it, set aside some time to pray and read God's word. Go through the follow the light that day, and then pray for the breakthrough you need. Listen to God speak to your heart. And by the way, we have a prayer board at Woodland Church. We have prayed for over nineteen thousand prayers, and you can go to wc.org/pray or prayer wc.org/prayer, and you can. Write out your prayer request during these 21 days and one of our pastors will pray for you. Others will join and pray for you. Nehemiah fasted several more times on his adventure, watching God use him to break through and build back the walls of Jerusalem, which was a true miracle. In 21 days to a breakthrough, we're gonna take a new path and follow the light. And we're gonna depend on a new power because willpower doesn't work. And we're gonna fast. Let's look at the first verse again. I wanna go back to the very first verse that we read. Proverbs 4, 18, the way of the righteous is like the first gleam of dawn, which shines ever brighter until the full light of day. If you step on God's path, the light of the world, Jesus Christ, will break through into your heart and his light will guide your path. And this verse says his light will get brighter and brighter in your life as you keep following him. You'll see that his light just explodes barriers and gives you breakthroughs and miracles and blessings as he answers your prayers because he wants you to know that he's real. But there will be times when you're following the path and you can't see what's around the corner and you'll feel anxious, but that's when he'll meet you with his peace as you turn to him. He will light your life with His peace. There will be times the road will be rocky and difficult, but that's when His light will just come right into your life and let you know that He will never let you down. You'll start thinking, this can't be God's path for me. I mean, bad things are happening in my life. This can't be God's path. But God will just come right in and say, I'm here with you, I'm gonna walk through it with you, and you're gonna discover that I am the breakthrough. You're gonna discover not just my blessings, but you're going to discover me and how I'm all that you need. Sometimes the path is really painful and unbearable and you feel like you'll never be able to take another step, but that's when he breaks through and the light of the world just holds you up and he somehow, someway gets you through and you see that he can get you through anything and everything. You see, so many times when you pray for breakthrough, God gives breakthrough, he answers that prayer. He gives you miraculous breakthroughs that no one else could give and you could never get on your own in your own power and you give him glory and you realize that he's real in your life but there are times when you pray for breakthrough and God doesn't give you the breakthrough that you wanted. You pray for a miracle and God doesn't give you the miracle that you wanted or thought you needed and it seemed like a really good miracle It seemed like the perfect breakthrough. It wasn't for selfish reasons, but God doesn't give you the breakthrough that you asked for. But here's what he does. He breaks through into your life in a miraculous way, and he holds you up, and he fills you with his peace, and he gets you through, and you realize that he's all you need, that he is the breakthrough, that he is the light of the world that your heart is hungry for. And even though it's painful, and God, I don't get it. God, I don't get it. He understands. And this side of heaven, there's so many things we won't get. I mean, I'm telling you, so, for so many of you, God's going to give you the breakthrough that you're going to be praying for, the breakthrough you need desperately. He's going to give you that breakthrough, and you're going to praise him and glorify him. And God is gonna use that in your life and you'll look back on this 21 days and you'll say that's when it all really began. That's when I really began trusting God. When I realized I couldn't do it but God can. It's gonna be amazing over the next 21 days. But sometimes God doesn't change your circumstance, he changes you in the circumstance. He gives you a gift that's even greater and that is he builds your character and he draws you close to him, and you discover that he's more real than you could ever dream, and then you begin to trust him even though it doesn't make sense, even though it's painful, even though we don't understand it, even though we have to pour our hearts out in anger to God At sometimes, we see that he's patient with us, and he will see us through, and you'll wonder, how did I get through that? And you have to say only God, only God, only God. You see, today, January the eighth is the anniversary of our grandson Jude Samuel's homegoing. You know he was born on January the seventh, and then twenty four hours later he went to be with the Lord. And we prayed and we prayed and we prayed for the miracle for months, as, as Kelly, our daughter in law, and Josh, our son, were praying and praying, and their hearts were breaking, and we believed God for a miracle. We prayed for that breakthrough. Kelly was undergoing experimental treatments, and the doctor says, this is a long shot, but you know, it can't work. And we prayed, and we prayed, and we prayed, and we prayed. We believed, we believed, we believed. Prayed for that breakthrough, and God didn't give us the breakthrough that we wanted. He didn't give us the miracle we wanted, but he gave us a miracle that was greater in so many ways, And it's hard to believe that it was six years ago today that Jude would be six years old today and so Josh and Kelly's hearts still feel empty and God's blessed them in so many ways but their hearts just ache for Jude. My heart aches for Jude. Chris and I as grandparents, we ache for Jude and and we wonder, doesn't make sense. God didn't give us the miracle we prayed for and it was a good miracle. So many times God's given us miracles. and God's given us these amazing breakthroughs, but he gave us a different kind of miracle. Not the one we wanted, but the one that he knew that we needed. And God, as I watched Josh and Kelly go to this whole new level of just trusting God, and Josh said to me, hey we'll have no less days with Jude because of heaven because of heaven, and see, here's the thing. This passage says that as you walk on his path and trust him, it may be painful at times because this world is not our home. You'll see him do amazing miracles and you'll rejoice. You'll cry and you'll experience pain and heartache, but then there'll be the full light of day. You'll experience his light more and more in your life and his peace, his purpose, his strength, his joy, and then You'll experience the full light of day. And in that full light of day, the light of the world lights heaven, that perfect place, perfect place of purpose and joy. No more tears, no more sorrow, no more death, no more heartache, no more breakups, no more breakdown. All breakthroughs, the light of the world breaks through and we experience Him. That's the full light of day, and that's coming, Wilhelm Church, and that's what's coming. That makes all the difference. Knowing that this earth is not everything there is, just a little bit of what there is. And the full light of day has come where we'll understand everything. We'll, we'll say, oh, I get it. I could never get it. This side of heaven. So many things don't make sense, but I know that God is great and good and he holds us up. And we'll have no less days because after a billion years, heaven will have just begun. That's the God that we serve. That's the light of the world. But you see, there is a one-day breakthrough. This passage says that the breakthrough starts with the sun breaking through and there's a dawn in your life, and so there's a one-day breakthrough and that starts with a decision. Then there's like a 21-day breakthrough and that's part of that process where God continues to fill you with light and gives you a breakthrough that you need in your life. But that first day is just coming to know Jesus Christ. If you've never come to know Christ, then you're going down a dark path. It may feel pretty bright right now, but no. The end is darkness. And so you need to step onto God's path and make that decision today. And then there's 21 days in this breakthrough, you're gonna see God work and break through some areas of your life that you've been struggling in, some miracles that you need, but then you continue walking that path. And these breakthroughs, they're gonna happen in 21 days, you're gonna develop some habit patterns of walking with God. You're gonna see God move in your life because it'll be a breakthrough lifestyle. There's a one-day, one-moment breakthrough. There's a 21-day breakthrough where you really seek God for that breakthrough that you haven't received. Maybe for 10 years you've been struggling with this. For the last 15 years your marriage has been stuck. Or maybe you're at total breakdown in some area of your life. You're right there at your breakthrough. And that's what this 21 days is all about. But yet the ultimate breakthrough is heaven one day. So have you made the decision to step onto God's path? Have you received his son, Jesus Christ? There has to be a point in time in your life where you do that. So I want us to stand together within the church. And if you've never stepped onto that path, do that before we start this 21 days, okay? This adventure that's gonna be life-changing, just pray to receive Christ. You can do it right now. That's when the Bible says today's the day of salvation because that's that one-day decision. Just pray this prayer silently to God wherever you are. Maybe you're worshiping online somewhere in the world. God knows that somewhere and he knows you. Or maybe you're here in the Woodlands campus or at the Tascacita campus. Just pray this prayer silently to God. Jesus Christ, light of the world, I admit that I need you in my life. I admit I'm broken. I admit I'm powerless to control my tendency to sin and Lord, I just give up to you and ask you to forgive me of all my sins. ask you to come into my life and change me, renew my mind, change me from the inside out, and help me follow your path. I step off of my old path, my selfish path, and I step onto your path. Help me grow on this path, and I accept your free gift of heaven one day that I could never earn or deserve. Thank you, Lord, for saving me. And then, Lord, I just pray for every Christ follower that over the next 21 days, that you would help us, Lord, really get in tune with you to follow the light, spend time in your word every day. If we miss a day, Lord, help us not beat ourselves up, but just get back the next day. And, Lord, help us to learn to fast, to put into practice some sort of fast where we can really get in touch with our weakness and turn to you. And then, Lord, I pray that you would just break through in miracle ways, and I know you're gonna do that. I know, like you've done in my life so many times and in this church so many times, you're gonna break through and you're gonna bring about miracles in individuals' lives in such an amazing way. You're gonna break through and heal marriages. You're gonna break through and heal bodies. You're gonna break through, Lord, and heal broken emotions. You're gonna break through and heal minds and hearts. You're gonna break through and build businesses and rebuild walls that are broken down, and you're going to break through where so many of us are broken and bring wholeness and healing. And then, Lord, I thank you, too, that you're going to break through and be more real to us than ever before. You're going to change us, and that's more important than the breakthrough. And what you're going to do for us, Lord, is you're going to change us in the middle of this. In the 21 days, the greatest breakthrough is when we let you break through our hearts and change us and to build our character and grow us closer to you. Thank you that you're gonna do that, and Lord, we thank you that we have heaven one day, which makes all the difference for how we live on this earth, that we're just here for a short time, but heaven is for eternity, and we thank you for that. We thank you, Lord, for the homecoming that's coming. In Jesus' name, amen. Woodland Church, we're gonna sing. And we're going to declare that God has a place in heaven for us. He wants to bring breakthroughs from heaven to earth over the next 21 days. But he's going to bring you to heaven one day. If you're a Christ follower, you can rest assured that heaven, that perfect place, that place of total fulfillment is coming. Hey, I, I wanted to share with you Pastor Alan Spawn, who's been here at Woodland Church for 20 years, amazing um, he's in the hospital recovering from heart surgery. He's doing good. He's in ICU at St. Luke's downtown, but would you pray for Alan? And then I want to ask you also to pray for Pastor Randy Reeves, our executive pastor. His brother Skip uh, last week went to be with the Lord, and so he's been ministering to his family and did the funeral yesterday. And just two of our great pastors that you guys love that I want you to be praying for I know every one of us have something in our lives that we need prayer for go to the prayer board wc.org/ prayer and people will pray for you and our pastors will pray for you but I thank God that we have a homecoming one day today is Jude's homegoing day and it's a celebration and one day we'll have a celebration. It's a party in heaven, and we're going to celebrate because all that is wrong here will be made right. This world is not our home, but we have a homecoming coming, and it makes all the difference in our lives. And I praise God that that stone was rolled away so that we can be alive in heaven one day. I praise God that he's forgiven all our sins because of his death on the cross so that we can have life today and we can have Christ today and we can have hope and purpose and peace and healing today. Let's sing. Hey church, thanks for listening to the Woodlands Church with Carrie Shook podcast. By listening, we hope that you're encouraged wherever you are. If you haven't already, we'd love for you to subscribe to our podcast so that you can get the latest messages each week. For more information on Woodlands Church, check out the description for a link to our website and how to connect with us. We hope you have a great week.